Hello, my friend. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sonia. Hi. Uh, welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks, the podcast and the YouTube video, because as you may or may not know, we record uh, this podcast live from Bourgogne, France, and, but we also film the podcast so that you can, if you want to see us in real life, in our living room in Bourgogne, you can look at the episode. Normally, the YouTube episodes are posted a little bit later than the podcast, but uh, so it's both the podcast and the video. Today, Sonia, we're going to tackle a subject which is extremely close to my heart and I would say also extremely important in year 2020 and it's about how to have great conversations. It's an article you wrote uh, for Parisian Gentleman many years ago and as far as I'm, I know I think it's one of the most popular article that you wrote. It, it could be. I, I imagine I spent more time on this article. I put it in the top 10 probably than any um, other that I've written and and you'll understand why um, as we yeah, go along because it's it's an extremely important subject it can it can sound like you know some kind of a old-fashioned uh, topic how to have great conversation because we're going to talk about politeness we're going to talk about we're going to talk about etiquette we're going to talk about behaviors but when you see the world in which we live today with all this vulgarity with all the people Take the example of the TV. When you look at a talk show, I always, we, always, we often discuss this together, right? Um, when you are looking at a talk show, specifically between politicians, you are never surprised because those people, they don't discuss. They argue, right? That's true. They're, they're very forthright. They want to get their point across. They're really not there to absorb what the other person's saying. They're there to put their own opinion forward, period. Exactly. So it's not a conversation. It's just uh, the confrontations of opinion. And it's Debate. the same. When you look at Fox News, you, we have no surprise. We know what they're going to say. When you look at CNN, on the other hand, you, you no surprise. You know what they're going to say. And you know what kind of guests they're going to invite. Same on French TV. Oh, really? So what it means, it means that we have lost the art of conversation. What we, what one of um, a sociologist that I like very much is from Quebec, is called Mathieu Boccoté. He say we lost this um, art of civilized argument. That is to say, even if you don't agree with somebody, uh, be an open mind and and open your mind and have a real conversation about any kind of subject. Well, you have to remember, if you're in broadcasting, you have to also please the people who are paying you. Yes. So we have a situation normally with people. You were not trying to please a boss when we speak to each other. That's It's right. a little bit different. That's but right. I still That's get right. your point. So let's go and deep dive into this subject. We have no idea if we're going to do one part or two part, depending on the time, because there's so much to say about that and about politeness and how this would have the power to change the world. Because when you um, uh, discover again the strength, the incredible power of politeness, of kindness, of um, understanding the power of words, the words can change life of people every day. When you try to re-understand that, you have a new vision literally on life. So... Um, you uh, based your article, if I remember well, on a very important book that was written in 1866 by uh, somebody called Arthur, how to say, Martin? 
Yes, Martina. Some people say Martin. Because Martin. it's written M-A-R. In, in French, the E is silent, but Martina. Yeah, yes. yeah, because there's an E at the end. Right. In France, we say right. Martin. Yes, But it's exactly. more a given name normally. Martin is very famous uh, in this France. Is, right. So this man wrote a book called The Martin's Handbook of Etiquette and a Guide to True Politeness. In the year... In the year 1866. So yes. once again, uh, this is bizarre that we don't have the reflex. Sometimes people say, oh, you always speak, you know, of the past and stuff like that. But you will see that in this little book, uh, we will find some gems of wisdom and some very inspiring ideas how to have Great conversation. Well, this is something um, that Martin did not just put together in an hour or two. When you get into uh, even a slight review, because it's a very difficult text to read, right? It's more, it's not the language we use today. Yes. Um, but when you pull out the key points, you see that he has approached the art of conversation from almost every facet imaginable. Mm. And you know, you see things that spark something in your mind that you recognize, but that you never really would have known was there until you read his description. That's an incredible book. Is it, is it easy to, to catch this book? You, we can, you can still find it? Uh, you you can, but again, it's very, it's, it's very laborious to read. I mean, you're going to struggle through uh, the pages, but if you're the type of person that likes the more, uh, I guess, uh, traditional language yes. before, I say, pre-1900s, um, mm. then maybe you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, mm. you might appreciate more reviews like this one. Oh, oh this podcast, for example. Yeah, we that's hope, what we're going we to do. On th- we hope you're going <laughs> to love it. So the first thing you you, 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 you tackle in your article is that uh, this Mr. Martin, he, he, he did, um, he did a classification of the archetypical um, um, uh, type of um, conversationists. I don't know how we can, if yeah, we can say that. Yeah, he breaks it down into several different categories, and it's really crazy. Actually, it's eight. Um, I said several different, yes. Oh, Did sorry, you I thought you seven? said seven. No, no, okay, eight <laughs> different categories. It's really weird because you start recognizing yourself in yeah. some of these categories, and you even start recognizing other people. Yes. And it's a little surprising. Yes, I must admit, when I read this text, I recognized myself. Immediately. You did. You did. Immediately. You don't have to make any confessions today no, unless you I don't want, want any confessions. Maybe I, I progressed since uh, you wrote this maybe four or five years right. ago. Let's so see. I did progress. I said, Bo, let's, let's list quickly, and you may recognize yourself in these eight categories. I will list them uh, immediately, and then we go, we're going to go much into details of, um, no, not too much, but giving a few traits of character of each category. So and first, as you go list them, I want you to imagine in your mind what he might be referring to. Exactly. So the first is the loud, the loud talker. The second is the life sharer. The third is the clever bore. The fourth is the indifferent or apathetic bore. The fifth is the lingering bore. The sixth, I smile because we met one not long ago, it's the hobby rider. Uh, the seventh is, he called them the malaprops or Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Inappropriate. And at the end you have uh, one, we all know this one, is the egotistical bore. So let's go to the first one, the loud talker. And you write, and I'm going to put a little bit of music um, yes. to um, this description because it is so clever and Take interesting. Take your time reading these four sentences. He says, the loud talker silences a whole party with his sole power of lungs. 
because he's talking loud, all subjects are alike to him. He speaks on every topic with equal fluency. He's never at a loss. Quotes high authority for every assertion and allows no one else to utter a word. You know somebody like that, I, su I suppose. I know a few people. Not that it's always a negative thing. No, not, not it's always It's not a negative. bashing hit. We're, we're recognizing different styles. Let's continue. He silences without the least ceremony every attempt at interruption. However, cleverly managed. Great and especially loud and positive talkers have been denounced by all writers on manners as shallow and superficial person. So it means that according to him, the people who have these traits are most of the time shallow and superficial. Well, that's his one of his assessments, but you have to explore this yourself. If you know a loud talker, you know you're probably going to invite this one to the party because yes. he's a lot of fun, okay? <laughs> yes. And of course, he's going to dominate, you know, a lot of the conversations, which is something that can really put people at ease or annoy people. You cannot generalize uh, how other people react. Mm. So you have to take that into consideration. Too. I agree with you. I'm just considering that I may be a loud talker, so I have to ask myself, am I superficial or am oh. I shallow? That's, uh, because I, I talk loud, I know that, uh, because I have so many energy and things to share with the yes, people. Yes, you say it's because you have a lot in your head to actually say and share, and other people usually agree with you, but sometimes you can go too far, it's That's true. That's correct. It's Let, true. Let's move to the second one. Um, that immediately you're going to recognize somebody that you know. Uh, just uh, listen to that. Oh, it's yes. called the excessive life sharer. Uh, is the man who gives an account of his dogs, his horses, his lands, his books, his pictures, whatever is his, must, he thinks, interest others. And listen, they must. However, resolutely, they may attempt to change the current of his discourse. Women of this class are sometimes too fond of praising their children. <laughs> They speak about their children okay, all the time. Or their birth experience in detail. You, you get the point. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm sorry, this is too much archetypical, but I remember, this is what we call a Jewish mother in France. They, 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 they talked about their children all the time. Maybe a Greek mother is pretty much the same. Uh, this is cultural. You know, they, are, they can't help but talking about their children, which is kind of touching, but... By the way. Yeah, but it's not only children. It's all. It goes as far as the pantyhose brand they buy. I mean, it can go far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he continues and he says, "It is no doubt an amiable weakness, but I would still advise them to indulge as little as possible in the practice. For however dear the rosy-cheeked, curly-headed prattlers may be to them, the chances are that others will vote the darlings to be great bores. You, ha you that have children never speak of your children in company. This is a weird advice. It may be a good advice. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, it's okay to touch on it as an ice breaker but you have to admit these party these people will not get invited to parties very often because it's a little it's it's difficult to pay it attention is. to someone who goes on and on and on and on and on about this guy this is very things. astute i just discovered this is very yes. interesting this, this sense of observation is he must have been a great listener to really I think so. depict and decipher all these kind let's go to the third yes. one of my favorite the clever bore 
the guy who knows everything about everything. The clever board takes up every idle speech to show his wisdom, but at a cheap rate. Mm. And that's the point. The grave expounder of truism belongs to, his, to this class. Just saying things that everybody knows, but he still, uh, <laughs> you know, make them sound as if he, he invented pretty much everything. He says uh, he cannot allow the simplest conversation to go on without entering into proofs and details familiar to every child nine years of age. And the tenor of his discourse, however courteous in terms and manner, pays you the very indifferent compliment of supposing that you have fallen from some other planet in total and absolute ignorance of the most ordinary and everyday things connected with this little world of ours. Um, so this is a very interesting personality. I've heard you talk about this type of person. And we even had an experience in Amsterdam yeah. where someone was sitting at our table and we were oh talking about eating, a, um, a, a, I guess, sushi. An octopus. And he talked about how his friend uh, ate an octopus and uh, some type of half-life creature yeah. and it crawled back up his throat and came out. Whatever. And we were like, no, really? He's like, you didn't know that? I mean, it was just a perfect... <laughs> Perfect example yes. of these things that yeah. you ought to know. Yeah. That's sort of shocking, um, supposedly, but not really. Yeah. And most of the time, they tell stories that are more urban legends. And then, yeah, like, oh, you don't legends. know that uh, this guy, I was there and one day it happened this to me. But most of the time, it's not true. It's like the people who said, um, oh, I read this book. Mm -hmm. But in fact, you just check two facts and you or, just discover. Or I have a friend and this happened to him. And, exactly. And it's sort of a... But which friend? Is it a close friend? Twisted a bit. Not really a close friend. So this was <laughs> this... Um, and then we, we move to the, to the next one, the indifferent. So this is almost... Um, uh, well, I can't, it's funny because we immediately have images of people in our mind. The indifference or the apathetic bore uh, relishes in his inattentiveness. If he refrains... From the direct and absolute rudeness of yawning in your face, literally mm. in your face, mm. um, he shows by short and drawling answers uh, given at fits and starts and completely at variance with the object of the conversation that he affects at least a total indifference to the party present and to the subject of discourse. And how many of us know those people who have a really high opinion of themselves? Yes. So Super high uh, ego and, and strong, uh, I guess, presence in their own mind. Mm. And how often do we think, oh, if they're kind to you, oh, how wonderful they spoke to me. Mm -hmm. We exchanged a few words. How nice. But really, no, it's not nice to have that sort of attitude that you're better than everyone else in the room. Yeah. Not worrying about yawning, looking in the other direction, rolling well, your eyes, is, uh, looking at yeah. your watch. It's I mean, indifference. It's literally yeah. different, but it can be honest indifference. He just doesn't care. He's not here no, to please the people. He can be totally honest. He's not doing looking at his watch to offend you. He really wants to leave. Because he doesn't <laughs> really, yeah. He misses, yeah. Um, Mr. Martins oh, continue, he said, um, yeah, to the party present to the subject, and he said, uh, in society, the absent man is uncivil. He who affects to be so is rude and vulgar. All persons who speak of their ailings, diseases, or bodily infirmities are offensive bores. Subject of this sort should be addressed to doctors who are paid for <laughs> listening to them and to no one else. But 
taste is the failing of these balls. I think there's nothing to add. What so, I like in Martins is that it doesn't take gloves to really so go what's straight the title? to the point. What's the title? Uh, this one was called Indifferent or Apathetic yes, Ball. Yes, thank you. And then we have one that, oh my gosh, <laughs> I must admit when I read the, the sentence a little bit before, uh, it's called The Lingering Ball. Um, well, the guy who never goes away. The lingering no. ball well overstays is welcome. Yes. These are the ladies and gentlemen who pay long visits and who, meeting you at the door, prepared to sally forth, keep you talking near the fire until the beauty of the day is past. They never go away and then take their leave, hoping that they have not detained you, as they say. Bad feeling or want of of tact are here predominate so that these are the people who never never stop they never go away it's impossible to do that around you go he will he will what do you say that <laughs> because he will find a way to make everything disappear okay i i admit it i am a professional uh to to say to people well it's time to go home. Oh, we're so glad you came to visit. Yeah. Oh, here, oh where's your coat? Yeah, like, yeah I know. This something maybe you some... are not shy to do that. No, but why being shy? I think it is not uh, uncourteous and it's not, this is not, uh, I mean, this is the way I do it because I have things to do and I enjoy the visit, but sometimes it's better to tell the truth. Yeah, and you're very positive when yeah. you do it. It's never uh, in a derogatory way, but this is true. We all know the people, the last one to leave the party. Yeah. And you're really itching to relax, <laughs> but it's not possible because they stay and they stay and they stay. Oh, we call it, ah, uh, we can't use that. But okay, it's okay. We say when people linger like that, yeah. I had Jewish neighbors yes. at one time whom I loved dearly. Yeah. And they would say, this is a custom for, it's called a Jewish goodbye. We say goodbye <laughs> at least five, six, seven times. So it can also be a custom. Yeah, I'm sorry we speak about <laughs> Jewish mother and Jewish goodbye, but these people, we love them, of course, but that's right. That's right. Jewish goodbye. There. It's, it's, it's the same a custom. In, well, I mean, in France, it's almost it's the same. We kiss a lot, as you know. I That's mean, true. It's a long Before COVID, we were kissing a lot. I don't know what life's going to be after COVID, but we do kiss a yes. lot. And sometimes you can kiss to say goodbye seven times in a row because in the <laughs> middle, another idea is coming. But it's, it's sweet, actually. I don't dislike that, yeah. specifically when it's family. When it's somebody you really... I'm not very comfortable with it can be a right. little bit. So I let's put a little bit of music because uh, we arrived to um, the next one called the Hobby Riders and the we met riders. some of them very recently. What's a Hobby Rider? It's a Hobby Rider who sounds like a broken record. You know, a broken record because back in the day it was a record that basically repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats the same thing. Uh, they constantly speak on the same eternal subject and bore you at all times and at all hours, whether you are in health or in sickness, in spirits or in sorrow, with the same endless topic must not be overlooked in our list, though it is sufficient to denounce them. Their failing is occasioned by a total want of judgment. So we met uh, somebody uh, recently. He speaks, he was in sports, in cycling, and is a super nice guy, actually. A really generous, nice guy. Very generous, but he speaks about cycling. 
over and over. And if you don't see him for three months, yeah. he'll tell you the same story again that he told you three months earlier. Exactly. Yeah, uh, the true. only thing that changes is the number of kilometers he's been cycling this <laughs> very true. day. And that's then, but true. then, and, and, and we've witnessed so many people like that. They it always... is when I was, I guess, a girl, 17 or so, I met uh, someone who had married into the family and he spoke about his, his business was landscaping. Yeah. So for four years <laughs> that they were together, I heard the same landscaping type stories over and over again. So yeah. it's good to be sensitive to that, I suppose. Yeah, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're but not here to we judge do. people because we, no, we are we making fun. We are recognizing ourselves, ourselves a little bit these, here and there. And oh, you yeah. don't have to be in one type. You may be uh, in several different types, good you know. Point. So uh, I just realized I, I just put the thing for the music, but I never touched the music button. So uh, I'm going to okay, put it you now. Can do it now. Okay, well, you know, this is live. So let's go to the two last one okay. and one which is called the Malaprops. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Inappropriate. This is one of my favorite chapter in your writing and, and, and the quoting of Mr. Martin. You say, the formal definition of the word malaprop is the mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with an unintentionally amusing effect, as it's, for example, dance a flamingo instead of a flamenco. A flamingo is a bird, a flamenco or is a dance. espresso instead of espresso. Espresso yes, or whatever. So the yes. malaprop conversationalist, what do you say Conversationalist. That? Conversationalist, sorry, I'm French, has a <laughs> special ability for choosing the least appropriate topics of conversation. For example, a numerous and unhappy family of malaprops who are constantly addressing the most unsuitable speeches to individuals or party. For example, to the blind, he, they will speak of fine pictures and scenery. Can you believe that? And will entertain the person in deep mourning with the anticipated pleasures of tomorrow's ball. A total want of ordinary thought and observation is the general cause of malaprop failing. I'm afraid I probably am more this than anything else. I, I get nervous sometimes when I'm having a conversation, a little anxious, mm -hmm. especially if it's somebody new. And I will, might say completely the wrong thing that should be said at the moment. So I put my foot in my mouth from time to time. So I kind of feel sorry for the malaprops. I, I confess sometimes I'm one of them. Yeah, but going as far as to speak about a picture to somebody who's blind, you're well, okay, he's just no, forcing oh, oh, the trick. Thing, okay, oh, I don't do this, thank goodness. But I know some. the most common one is talking about people who are overweight to a person who's overweight. That's right. This, is, this one <laughs> I do right. have learned to avoid. Mm. Then, or, they, or to say... To say, oh, this old man of uh, 73, and, 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 and you realize 80, you're that uh, you're talking to somebody oh, who's 80. Or I had someone say to a good friend um, who was older that... <laughs> This school is such a bad school. I just despise it. Ah, and the man course. goes, oh, my son went to that school. Or, oh, of so, course, the classic one say, oh, this doctor is, is really a bad doctor. And discover it is his brother, oh, for yeah. example. Or, or, it's his doctor. or his doctor yes. that he praises. We anyway, we, we can all be inappropriate from time to time. But mm. that this, obviously, character uh, are very specifically inappropriate on a daily basis. And then <laughs> we have the eighth one, which is called the... Mm, I like the title, it's delicious. The egotistical bore who stifles or stifles? Stifles, stifles, stifles those around him with his vanity. 
It is truly revolting indeed to approach the very boa constrictor of good society, the snake who comes upon us into the natural form of a huge, coarse, slow reptile, but proteus-like in a thousand different forms, though all displaying at first At the first sight, the boa bore, ready to slime over every subject of discourse with the vile sliver of self-vanity. And he wrote, he's writing, Pah! it is repulsive like even to speak to of the species numerous to has the sands along the shore. People who have such a big ego that they can't only and speak And it's sort of hard themselves. to understand this one. I think I've probably read it a hundred times and yes. I'm always trying to digest it in my head, but I think it just comes down to the person who does not give one iota of a, con a consideration to anyone else except himself. Yes. So, as a summary, we're gonna, um, we're gonna um, um, have a summary. Remember, so we talk about the loud talker, the live sharer, the clever bore, the indifference or apathetic bore, the lingering, the lingering, the lingering bore, the hobby rider, the malaprops, Mr. and Mrs. Inappropriate, and the ego egotistical boss. So you may have to rewind a little bit or yes. go back in this. Or to, But the to really cool thing is when um, you go into the way to address things. I mean, if you skip down to the bottom and, and start going into how he suggests... You don't want that we, we speak about the right oh, attitude? Oh, well, I mean, you can, yes, but... Okay, let's continue because okay. the, 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 we speak now about having uh, the right attitude and you write something very important because we live in a day which is really strange. I mean, you write when the whole of car horns and the waving of middle fingers in traffic, people are more and more vulgar. You know, we are surrounded by vulgarity. You complain about that all the time. Oh you my cannot gosh. stand if someone blows the horn at you or does a hand gesture to me. I really don't care. Yeah. Anyway, honk, honk. I mean, hand gesture, whatever. Okay. Yes. I really don't care. I just uh, like let it roll off my shoulder. But yeah. you are really aggravated with these well, people who are complaining all the time. Yeah, but you are writing, Sonia, you were writing in this beautiful article, he said, it's as if we have traveled so far back to primitive behavior that people act more like prehistoric man than modern man. This defiance of simple manners, simple manners, we're not talking about, you know, over manners, just simple manners, begs the question, why the digression? And our grandparents must ask themselves, whatever happened to the concept of being, what happened to the concept of being courteous or polite or being a gentleman. Mm -hmm. This is a very, very difficult era. Call it freedom of speech or the new wave of the me generation where self-interest rules. Call it rebellions against the establishment or call it venting. What venting means? It's just getting, you just need to get <laughs> out of your system because it's building up. So okay. you use that as an excuse to say anything. Okay, so call it venting, but whatever you call it, You may admit that the way societies, and I agree so much with that, have abandoned the pursuit of gentlemanly behavior feels like something of a loss. And it's a great, great it loss. Uh, there's, and it, it's, it's strange because even if you... We could have believed that with the explosion of the internet, mm. of the free speech, we could have you know, come back to... Because nobody, everybody, now everybody has the right to speak. Everybody has the right to share ideas. We could have believed that maybe 
We could have go back to some, you know, real interesting discussion. But if you really look at things in the internet, it's a catastrophe. Let's talk about the one ground-shaking thing that could be done that could change everything in society. Yes. And that is sharing a meal together at least once a day. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that's been lost too. And, and we don't get to practice. We don't get to practice sitting up straight at the table. We don't get to practice saying things like, you know, yeah, no, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't, we're looking at our phones. We're on our computers. Yes. Um, we don't get to practice the art of conversation mm -hmm. because we're going our separate ways and not gathering together and actually learning how mm -hmm. to speak with This each other. This is the first thing you discovered when we started to live together a decade ago. Yes. And, uh, this is very cultural in the, in America, but it's also very cultural in France. I mean, Maybe not too much in this generation now, but I'm from a generation. Uh, I don't say this is better in Europe than in America, but it's different at least. Uh, I've been taking uh, at least two meals with my parents every day. My For your mom, entire life. My entire life. Even here, we not are, in America. Sorry. We, even here, darling, we can explain oh, yeah, to people. So at we least eat once or twice. At least once or twice a day, we eat together. We only the two of us, and we communicate at a table. And this is a privileged moment of discussion and you can exchange ideas. It's not only about yourself and, and this is very important. You're right. Let's continue a little bit. Uh, do we have to change something with the camera? We continue. So, uh, and you are quoting the lyrics from the 50 cent rap song, Be a Gentleman. It tells us if it's best you be a gentleman and you watch what you say. Well, this is quite very direct. And it says, this dictate hits an artery with a curt summary of how to behave by simply watching what you say. This is simple enough, yeah, right? Just, just that awareness. Exactly. What, what are you saying? What's, just have an awareness. Yes, yes. I was about to say just before that, when you look, for example, we have this YouTube channel, which is impressive, right? We have not about the number of subscribers, but the number of comments we, ha we have. And you know what people appreciate in specifically, okay, maybe they're interested in our subject or not. This is another subject, but they appreciate the quality of the comments mm. uh, uh, inside our community. Why? Because we are merciless. If somebody behaves badly, we just ban him. Because this is our YouTube channel, this is our place, and uh, on, at this place, you are courteous. I mean, they have to really go far for that. But of course, but really or, at least, or at least we just like answer. A, intentionally trying to harm um, extremely uh, exactly. strongly. Exactly. You, but we can have a debate, at least. And we and love we, debate, and we don't mind disagreement. I mean, we welcome disagreement. Of How else are we going to learn? We of don't course. want everyone agreeing with us. This is the only thing. Disagreements are uh, one of the only thing that can really stimulate your mind. I've if learned you, the most with the disagreements on YouTube than I could ever have imagined. And a few so, disagreements we had with, together. together. Of course. And this is what we call civilized disagreement. Today, mm -hmm. even on TV, people may shout on each other, literally. People may... Well, screaming and shouting is becoming a fashion these days. And nobody takes the time. I don't, I don't agree with you. Really don't agree with you. But let's sit. And this is a fantastic opportunity to exchange ideas, to exchange point of view, but you have to open your mind. And you have to, this is what we call the art of conversation. And this is a lost heart. And you know what? It took me maybe two or three years before I didn't take it personally if you disagreed with me. That's right. I mean, now I really don't. No. I'm like, oh, okay, you disagree with me? Okay, mm -hmm. and you could go pretty far. I but, can. But I'm, I'm, I confess. I'm 
gotten so used to having the discussions that, you know, you can get to the point to where you don't internalize someone who disagrees with you. You don't yeah. take it as something extremely personal. Yeah, you write about that right oh. there in oh, your article okay. because you say, after all, what else can heal or harm, create war or peace, scar or man, or motivate or debilitate than the human spirit more than words. Words, words, words. have the power to kill, to, to make people happy, to make people sad, to kill a carrier, to kill a couple. Words are so important. And you know what? What? More uh, in France is the case. More and more young men, more and more people, and young women, and the whole youth, they losing the taste of uh, even understanding the words because people don't know they have power. They don't know how they have power to really make or break somebody's day. Yeah, and most of us do have, if not all of us, have that power. But I was speaking also about the understanding of words. This, I don't know if there's a statistic on that, but I know maybe a person may have 10,000 words that he knows the definition of, and then maybe today, I can tell, it's obvious, this generation, and I don't blame this generation, maybe it's the educational system who went wrong, but there's some, sometimes the, 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 the number of words that people are using to speak, well, listen, We are not scholars, neither you nor me. We love our subject. And when we speak on YouTube, and when I speak, for example, in French on YouTube, some people, young people say, oh my gosh, Mr. Jacob is the first time I hear somebody speaking like that with correct words. Come on. I'm, I'm not from Harvard and or Stanford. I just read a few classics mm -hmm. and I'm interested and I make the effort to use the right language. Well, maybe I'm not so good in English. I'm sorry, it's all I'm French. Something you do that maybe other people would like to know about is yes. when we are reading something or listening on the radio or having a conversation, if you don't understand a word, you'll say, okay, stop. Yes. Because I know if I don't look up this word right now, I'm yeah. going to miss a lot that yes. follows. And you will stop. That's right. And it's kind of awkward sometimes. And you'll type it in on your phone, and, and, and then the word will come up. You'll, yes. oh, now I understand. Yes. Continue. Yes, yes, yes. It's very important for me because I just discovered that uh, it's just it's simple. It's, it's common sense. When you go past a word you don't understand, but all of a sudden your mind is confused. Mm. And then this word who can describe, sometimes you have a word, You don't know if it describes a bird, uh, I don't know, a fish, uh, a, a meal, a wine, uh, whatever, a human, an object. And if you go past this world, you can have a total misunderstanding of the rest. And it puts confusion. And it's the same in conversation. But most of the time, people are so proud mm. that they can't, they don't have the guts to ask them, what do you mean by this word or this word? And that's, that's a true. big mistake. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it depends on who you're talking with. Yeah, but it is a big mistake, and it's, nobody will but, be bothered that the fact you have, what do you mean by this word? Because I don't understand what you mean. Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. also some form of humility, because people want to shine it with is, their words, it and it's a very... So and speaking you, with Cosmas, for example, who's doing our production work, and, and as our director... Um, He has a Greek accent. Yeah, and a, li he, a little bit of a Greek probably accent. Probably 10 or 15 times a day I'm going, what, can you say it again? What is that word? Can you say it again? And then, of course, everything makes sense. You, yes. you need to clarify the words if, if you have the bravery to do of it. Of course. And you continue on this text, and maybe we're going to do a part two. Let's see, we are 34 minutes. Well, I'm enjoying this conversation. We can't ask you people who are listening to us around the world if you enjoy the conversation, but let's continue. You say something very, very, very true here. You say, we crave words that make us feel good 
supported or at least motivated and we can give words to affect the day of other people. And Martin's text shows us that conversation is not only about using words, but also about restraining from the use of words. This is so clever. While some people are proud of their lack of restraint in guarding their words, these same people can become tiring after a while, as their demeanor feels lazy, as if no effort is put into considering anyone except themselves. This is the definition of selfishness. So let me just tell you, for the, with the art of restraint, I can think of specific times where someone in our group, whether it's a party, a dinner, whatever the situation, someone in the group is saying something so beautiful and something so enlightening that it's just incredible. And then I'll think of something really beautiful and enlightening and amazing too. But because of reading this text a few years ago, I'll shh. Yes, I can I will I not jump in, even though everything in my body has the urge to jump in. But I want to let this person shine because... What I say is not even, maybe not more important than what they're saying, or maybe it is, but it's their time. It's not my time. Exactly. This is, uh, well, we know all these quotes, uh, I think it's from the Bible, the book of James, and be, be fast to listen, be quick to listen, slow uh, be slow to, to speak and slow to anger. anger. But this is so true. Mm. Be quick to listen. And I must admit, I was not the best for that. I was among, and I can confess this very easily, I'm, I have, well, I, I hope I have a little bit of the gift of speaking yeah, and exchanging ideas with others. And sometimes my brain is going so fast that I, I have something very clever to say. And I, 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 I couldn't, I had to jump and cut the conversation. Now, did I make a few progresses, darling? You made enormous progress. So congratulations for that. For oh. sure. I can say that without a doubt. Thank you. <laughs> so let's welcome. finish this well, first part. Before you go on, can yes. I tell you a little secret? Yes. If you can ever get to the point where it gives you as much pleasure to see other people having pleasure in a group situation, everything becomes natural. Yeah, I agree totally with that. I agree. So let's continue uh, reading your article. You say, but before it turns into, into a Pollyanna sing-along or worse sermonizing, we can at least admit that the simple words of people can play, just as you say, in our heads for years And each of us has the power to have that same lasting effect on other people. This is so beautiful. I can't resist to put a little bit of music so that I can drink a little bit of yes, water. Thank you, Justin. Cheers, darling. Cheers. Now, uh, we're going to continue uh, some, something like 10 minutes. Um, because what do we do with all this now? And what's the point of all this? What's the point of it's easy to just observe and criticize and say, and even laughing and have, you know, this kind of a understanding about the words and how to behave, etc. But what do we do? And so Martins, he doesn't, he's a good guy. He doesn't leave us alone like that and say, okay, bye-bye, guys. every angle, so, every you know, facet. And he says, to get started, Martins offer the three basic guidelines for conversation. One, two, three. And we're going to only do this for this first part. And then we'll go further on the second part of this All discussion. Right. So the first thing, uh, three basic guidelines for conversation. First, if you have a good nature, then you are naturally polite. 
it's good to please people and not offend them. And so he gives us these words, and I'm going to read them very specifically, and I'm going to put piano because these are absolutely fundamental words. He says, politeness is a ceremonial. Agreed upon, I'm sorry, I, I mixed a little bit badly the music. I start again. Politeness is a ceremonial agreed upon and established among mankind to give each other external testimonies of friendship or respect. Beautiful words. Politeness and etiquette form a sort of supplement to the law, which enables society to protect itself against offenses which the law cannot touch. For instance, the law cannot punish a man for habitually staring at people in an insolent and annoying manner. But etiquette can banish such an offender from the circles of good society and fix upon him the brand of vulgarity. Etiquette consists in certain forms, ceremonies and rules with which the principle of politeness establishes and enforces for the regulation of the manners of men and women in their intercourse with each other. This is an absolute... We should teach this to the kids at school. Don't we you should. agree? And plus, you know, I was talking about anxiety before when, when you're in a group of people. Well, if you have a good nature, what does it yes. say? Read yes. it again. If, if you have a good nature, then you are naturally polite. Exactly. Yeah. So know your nature yeah. and follow this guideline to put yourself at ease. And it's easy to be polite. Yes. And that's the point. It's yes. not complicated. It's just giving a little bit of consideration to others. Exactly. And it's also about elegance. So that's first basic yes. guideline. Be polite. The second one. He said, the aim of politeness, try to make people well satisfied with themselves. He follows with encouraging us to give, to give the gift of grace. Politeness is a sort of social benevolence which avoids wounding the pride or shocking the prejudices of those around you. The, I love this. You this see that? This is so important. Yeah. It's about try to make people well satisfied with themselves. Yes. And if you see they've made a point that you know is not exactly correct, you don't have to reprimand them. And you do not have to set the record straight unless it's really something important to do. But sometimes the act of grace, yeah. letting it go. Yes is so much more elegant mm. than it is difficult. The point, it can be difficult. This one point. can be difficult yes. if we are honest. But this is, this is when you practice it. And it's so easy to practice. Just think about this. Yes. But what I like in this sentence is that, is that people, he says, try to make people well satisfied with themselves. That is to say, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. try to put yourself at the center of the stage. Mm -hmm. It's not what you feel about them, it's what they feel about you. Okay, and this is uh, it. This sentence is key to every situation in life. You know, we speak about a lot um, of, of this, what is happening in the world today. Just the question you have to yourself is not how you feel with somebody who is different from you, mm -hmm. it's how this person who is different from you feels about you, and how does she or he feel uh, in your company. 
And that's for me the definition of elegance and politeness. And this simple idea has the power to change the world, honestly. If you're able to get more joy because the other person has joy, then yes. you've, you've met the mark. But yes. may I say one thing? Yes. Don't go too crazy with that. Like, don't go, oh, I just want to talk about of you. Course not. Oh, tell me about your, <laughs> tell me not. about your life. No. Tell, I mean, that can make someone uncomfortable. You're right. If you really push it too far, yeah. then the other person's going to be like, whoa, back off. I'm exactly. feeling a little uneasy. Specifically in America, so, they like yeah. to be straight to the so point. Sense, and, mm-hmm. sense the environment. Don't mm-hmm. go too far. Just go far enough to see the person enjoy themselves. The third basic rule, and we will stop this podcast and YouTube video, and we're going to continue actually because we're not going to stop this conversation <laughs> but we will cut it in two parts okay. he says number three guideline like a garden you have to cultivate politeness and it only comes from effort and discipline this is not something natural you can do it quite easily but you have to be disciplined and make the effort of being polite this means self restraints at times from blurting out what you really want to say it feels uncomfortable to hold back your immediate thoughts but sometimes you forego drawing attention to yourself in order to help out another human being can you believe that in order to help About out another, another human, human being. being but as a cavit Martin warns us not to take concerns for others so far that we discredit ourselves in the process. This is oh, what you just oh, said. Okay, maybe yeah. that was subconscious. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you wrote this article. <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> and so <laughs> his words, and we're going to close this first part on this beautiful word he says, but even courtesy has limits where dignity should govern it. For when carried to excess, particularly in manners, it borders on sycophancy. I don't I have no idea what this man, this word means. You know, That's I'm honest with you. For me. Yes, you need to spell it out. Uh, it's S-Y-C-O-P-H-A-N-C-Y. So, uh, well, sorry, people, I have no idea what it means. So, But I will uh, probably sycophancy is maybe... T- It's overly mannered, I suppose. Or a little I know you, we you'll would have say, your phone out looking it up. But we would say, oh, we, I can look at it now, Seco Fancy. Let's go. I Let's do it, it live. Let's do the Let's real Let's do thing. it live. Seco Fancy. Let's put some music. Uh, we, we have music a little bit. We have babe. music. Uh, obsequious behavior towards someone important in order to gain advantage. Ah. ah. You know, it's, I, uh, I was right, but it's in order to take advantage. So you can become, in France, we would say, you are too precious. Um, Or if you want to say it in the, with bad manners, you have a, a stick in your B. Uh, yes. Well, that's another, another way to say it. So But funny. he says, so I go back to it. But even courtesy has limits where dignity should govern it. For when carried to, to excess, particularly in manners, it borders on sycophancy, which is almost as despisable as rudeness. Mm. You know, this is the other yes, extreme. you're going too far. Yes. Exactly. To overburden people with attention, to render them uncomfortable with the prodigality of proffered services, to insist upon obligation with they, which they do not desire, is not only to render yourself disagreeable, but contemptible. 
Wow. Ooh, contemptible, wow. This is very interesting. So, we're going to um, stop. We don't want to be too long. We don't want to be a, um, a, a lot a talker. Lingering, a, a lingering <laughs> bore. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to be a lingering <laughs> bore. So, we're going to stop for now. We give you an appointment to the... We're going to record it actually now, but we give you an appointment to, for the second part of this uh, talk show, literally, the podcast, Autorial Talks, and uh, the YouTube channel, uh, which title is how to have great conversation. I hope this conversation was great. Did you enjoy it? I Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. More I'm a little bit uh, confused now because I have the impression I've been speaking more than you. But It doesn't matter. I, it's because I was reading. It doesn't matter. I feel joy. Oh, that's good. See, see you soon, my friends. Yes, thanks and, for being with uh, us. We will give you... So we will continue this discussion. And for the moment, cheers and music.